I'm doing a two-part series this week and next week um, on a conversation I've titled uh, uh, Some Assembly Required. I don't know if you've ever bought anything that came in a box that you needed to assemble yourself. And it sort of forced you to test your mechanical skills, whether you've sort of assembled something that was supposed to look like a table and landed up looking like a footstool, or you landed up with parts left over at the end, or you're just spastic when it comes to tools, and you're not exactly sure how it should work, and you land up with parts left over which you shouldn't. Well, there is a sense in the Bible in which some things are just given to us by God or available to us from God, and it's for us to mature and learn the skill on how to put it together. And so the conversation of the next two weeks really is going to be centered around that. And tonight, I especially want to discuss a sensitive topic, an emotionally, perhaps even spiritually sensitive topic. And I wanted to give you a heads up or a warning about it right up front, because I think that this might, this might, um, it might touch on some stuff in your heart that uh, um, God needs to address or, or resolve for you, but it'll make you walk taller, uh, spiritually speaking, um, if we'll let God do that. And the topic I want to uh, cover is the topic of connection. And whether you've ever been in the position of feeling like you're disconnected, either disconnected from God or disconnected from friends and family or just simply disconnected from the world and feel the world does not get you. And the challenge with that disconnection is that it feels like it's nobody's fault and everybody's fault, somehow. There's this blending of emotion that makes me feel like Why does nobody see me? And at the same time, if everybody saw me, it still wouldn't be enough. Disconnection. And one of the challenges about disconnection, as you may be surprised to know this, is that every person feels it. You feel disconnected from something at all times. In fact, if you make a proper connection in the right ways, you'll end up marrying someone you make a good connection with. Can you say amen to that? I mean, the other stuff will be the initial attraction, like Maybe you've got a look that you that appeals to you, or you've got a you've got a vibe that appeals to you, or you've just got you've got a type that appeals to you. That'll get you into the conversation. But if there isn't a connection, there won't be a covenant. Amen. Similarly with God, you know, we could have a, a, a sense, an experience, even an emotional encounter with God. But until there's a sense of connection where I feel at home with God, um, I can't make a covenant. And in fact, some people don't even make a connection with being comfortable in their own skin. Have you ever felt so uncomfortable about yourself that you hide? But not obviously but you hide in your true emotions, you hide in your dress code, you hide in humor or in anger, or you hide in facades. Those are all indicators of disconnection. And the truth is that disconnection follows us around. We feel disconnected from God through sin, and we feel disconnected from friends through maturing. You know, as you mature and grow and age, you feel disconnected. People change. And you change a little. Maybe your best friend doesn't stay your best friend, even though you try your best to be best, besties. You try. 
I'd like to welcome everybody who just came into the service thinking it was 6.30. And I want you to know you're welcome. And uh, keep coming, keep coming. There's a whole like revival. You guys don't know it. Like 80 people have walked into church right now um, thinking it's 6.30. Come, 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 come. Or you were online and you thought, this is good. I'm leaving my bed. I'm coming to the house of the Lord. Come on in, come on in. The coffee is good before and after. So, this idea of disconnection um, uh, is, is so strong that it forces us to reevaluate the processes of our connection all the time. I wanted to start off tonight, though, by reminding you that we are born with some brokenness, a disconnection from the Father. And because of that, we're disconnected from everything. And the rest of our lives is about knitting together or reconnecting everything that God has for us. We are separated from God's destiny and our whole life is spent reconnecting to it. But it is very exciting. It's very exciting because as I connect to one thing after another that God has for me, it unlocks the next level. And I'm not even a gamer, and I just use the gaming example. But it unlocks the next level as you make those connections. Ephesians chapter 6 tells us that even though we have all of the armor of God available, it's our responsibility to put it on. Finally be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against, so, so see the struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against powers of the dark world and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, we may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything to stand. You may, may not be aware of this, but there is a force or resistance that creates disconnection. Not so long ago, um, I, I have, I shouldn't say this out loud because I just should keep certain blessings private. But this one, it'll just be between us here yeah, and online and everyone who watches ever again. But I happen to live on a street, you know, that doesn't load shed. I just happen, it just, I know it's the blessing of the Lord that may, maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it. So you're always welcome you always wanted to come visit me. I offer recharging of phones for 50 bucks uh, and you can take a shower for 100 rand and I'm joking, I'm joking. Don't edit just this clip. Be a man. <laughs> but I happen to live on a street that doesn't load shit. But the other day, fiber went down. That disconnection was very uncomfortable. I'm one of those people that watches a movie while scrolling through shorts, same time. I feel things could move along a little quicker. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You're amening right now. In fact, if the movie gets too intense, I've got to pause the movie to finish my short, to pause the short to go, what did he say? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Same time, I've got Christian music playing in another room. Just in case the devil is a liar on the movie, then I've got to go to the... <laughs> got to repent here. When I'm on the treadmill, just so you know, I've got a treadmill at my home. It was one of the great gifts I received during lockdown. We've got a guy in our church who owns gyms all over South Africa. And so he phoned me up and he said, I can see you need, you need, you need, you need a gym. You need to reconnect with your treadmill. And so he delivered Jimmy Cup into my house and I got it there. And I always put the Bible app 
to play the to read the Bible to me while I'm on the treadmill. And I, I used to run on the treadmill until like certain stats, like either I burned so many calories or I did so many kilometers. Now I run until I finish a book, which is why I haven't started Exodus. <laughs> it's going to be a very long day. The point I was trying to make is I felt quite uncomfortable at the silence of disconnection. When the Wi-Fi went down, the music stopped and the smart TV. And the silence felt very uncomfortable. And you know, sometimes God must disconnect us from some things in order to create a still small voice environment. Because if you don't, you will you will remain connected to things that you accumulated over your life that you need to learn to disconnect so that you could create connector space for new covenants and new callings and new connections. You can't take everybody with you where you're going. You can't even take your old self with you where your new self is invited. You can't. I read both of these scriptures in the morning service just to lay a foundation. Then I'm doing morning and evening different messages. So if you feel like double dipping on a Sunday, you can come at nine and at six. But if you come at, at nine, you must bring your vibe with because the PM vibe is on another level. Psalm 139 says, uh, even in darkness, even in the darkness, uh, I beg your pardon, even the darkness will not be dark to you speaking to God. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. The power of the scripture it is obvious on one level. God made me and he invested himself into me from my mother's womb. He observed me. But there's even more power because it's very tangible, this illustration of knitting. The idea is that God, like in creation, darkness into light. So the womb into light, darkness into light, the waters over the earth and the waters of birth in a mother's womb got knitted together. It suggests that as your biology was growing, Growing, your spirituality was being woven in by God at the same time. As the days went by, God was not an absentee Heavenly Father. He was an active and present Heavenly Father from the moment of your conception, weaving spiritual into physical. But then when you grow up, it becomes your responsibility to weave spiritual into physical. You've got to knit your own spiritual life. I wish I could say it's other people's fault, that fault that I feel disconnected. But one of the most powerful truths you can possibly have in your life is to recognize that whenever I feel disconnected, it is always my responsibility to re-establish connection. It's always my responsibility. Now, now I know, I know, it's easier to say it's the church's fault, it's my best friend's fault, it's the, it's the varsity's fault, it's the hashtag data struggle. There can be lots of reasons, external reasons, but here's the thing. Never see external reasons as explanations. See them as opportunities. Oh, so you came at me with rejection, but I'm going to come back at you with overcomer. 
You came at me with insufficiency, but I'm going to come back at you with adequacy. You came at me with rejection and disconnection, but I'm coming back stronger with acceptance and with reconnection. Don't fail the test of disconnection. Rise above it so you can rebuild connection. I love Matthew uh, chapter 6 from the Message Translation on exactly how to establish connection. It paints an incredibly beautiful picture. I'm reading it from the Message Translation in this instance. It said this, says this, in prayer, there is a connection between what God does and what you do. You can't get forgiveness from God, for instance, without also, um, uh, uh, without also forgiving others. If you refuse to do your part, you cut yourself off from God's part. That's cut and paste stuff right there. That's tweetable. That's when you go to Facebook later tonight and it says, how do you feel? You're going to say, I feel Matthew chapter 6, message translation. Because what it's saying is that you and God are in a dance. As he does it, I copy him. Something like a child copying a parent. As he does it, he forgives me, I become a forgiver. He gives, I become generous. He embraces, I embrace. As I see him, I copy him. And in the connection of those two, my action connects with God's action. And now we've got a bond of connection. You're young, wait till you have kids. They, your kids are going are gonna to reveal you. They're going to reveal you in the most amazing way. I only have fur kids, dogs. I have two pit bulls, but they are friendly. And I know every pit bull owner says that. And even they have an annoying habit of copying you. Whenever I plant something new in my garden, I go to lock them away. Because if they see me, make a hole. Tonight, they will make a few to assist the man. I mean, clearly, it's what we're doing right now. We're making holes. He made a few. We'll make a few. In the morning, I arrive, wagging tail. How pleased are you with my handiwork, Dad? You, though, must look and repeat. Look and repeat. And the more you do that, the more the connection, you st people start to say, oh, 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 you're your dad's child. See, the connection, one of the most stressful things for me as a pastor, I did a baby dedication the other day, a private one. The one most stressful things for me, perhaps as a guy pastor, is when the parents say, who does she look like? <sighs> get the answer right. This child looks equally 50-50 mother and father. Because if you say anything else, it can just be, it can go, it's like, you know, uh, not knowing for sure and asking if somebody is perhaps pregnant. It's just one of those things that you, only if you have a death wish do you go down this road. But the other day, somebody said to me, who is this? At that baby dedication, it was so obvious that this baby girl looked like her grandfather in the dad's side, just the appearance. I couldn't help myself. I said, this child looks like grandpa. And they gave me a big hug. Because I, it gets emotional first, but then I'm going to come. I had forgotten 
that grandpa a year or two ago lost his fight to cancer. And he was the patriarch of the family. And this little picture of this little child was like a rebirth again of something in the family. I, I want you to know connection comes when you copy him and people say, oh, you really are your, your dad's child. And I want to encourage you to learn that skill. So how do you establish connection? Well, one of the best ways of establishing connection, I've got a, a couple of them here. And, and next week I'll, I'll pick it up a bit more. And then um, it's, it'll be Mother's Day. Uh, next week's long weekend, by the way. Um, it's like long everything next week. We celebrate public holiday on Wednesday, 27th, Freedom Day. Praise the Lord. We live in a new land. Because the other one, I was a teenager and the other one, it was horrible. And then, and then um, we have Workers' Day, which it feels a little uncomfortable that Freedom Day comes quickly, Workers' Day afterwards. It feels the two should have bigger distance between them. Workers' Day is on, on Monday, uh, the first, I think the first of May. So it's a long, long way. So you should come to church, spend extra time here because you will be bored by Sunday, definitely. But I want, I want to take the first few tonight and then I'll, I'll pick it up next week. Um, the, the, the first thing is this idea of the mirror. Do you remember what I just said, copying? You know, the term mirror is uh, in a few places in the Bible, actually. Second um, uh, Corinthians 3 says, and we all uh, with unveiled faces continually seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to uh, even more glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. It says this, the more I can see the Lord and then see the Lord in me, you see a mirror, it shows me, me and him. So I must see me and him and him in me, the mirror. In fact, um, the book of James says that an unwise person is like a person who looks into the mirror and then immediately forgets what he looked like because he does not obey. And such a person is a foolish person. When they say you immediately forget what you look like, it's not to suggest some flaw. You look in the mirror, biblically speaking, you look in the mirror and you say, oh, I see the Lord at work. That's what I'm supposed to see. Then when I walk away from the mirror, I apply what I see the Lord being at work doing, and then I'm a wise person. I'm a foolish person when I look in the mirror and I see that the Lord is at work. But then when I walk away from the mirror, I forget that the Lord is at work. And I no longer cooperate with what God's plan is for me. I do my own thing. Then I come back to the mirror. I go, oh, there he is. This is how I should mirror him. When you do that, you reestablish connection. It's become very popular to have a Christianity built on feelings. I feel him. I don't feel him. I felt him in that song. I didn't feel him in that song. I walked into the room and I felt him. I read the Bible and I just couldn't feel him. Let me tell you, um, that, that's uh, entry-level Christianity. Just put your feelings aside sometimes and mirror him, whether you feel like it or not, or you feel him or not. You mirror him and then you become your dad's child. <laughs> and all in due season, the feelings will come. The feelings will come and they'll overwhelm you. You know, sometimes when I preach, I get all emotional and I want to cry. And then every now and then I think, if I did that every week, I'd just be like a mess. 
Seriously, people would go, that guy, there's something broken there. Somebody must reconnect all the plumbing in his brain. And once in a while, you can have a... But there is no evidence in Scripture that I follow feelings. There is plenty of evidence in Scripture that suggests I produce feelings as the product of faithfulness. So when I am faithful, I produce love. That's a feeling. Joy, that's a feeling. Peace, that's a feeling. Patience, perseverance, goodness, kindness, gentleness, all feelings, all product. You don't let the product be the leader. You mirror him. The second idea that I think is very important on how you re-establish connection is a bit hectic, the term, but I wanted to stick to like three M's. So the marrow. The marrow. Marrow is, a, marrow is an interesting thing. Um, and maybe I'll read the scripture and I'll tell you why it's so interesting. In Colossians chapter 2, it says this. Oh, you'll like this one. It's from the message. It says, don't tolerate people who try to run your life. Full stop there. Full stop there. Some of you, you can go home now. You don't need coffee. You don't need nothing. You got your update. You know. You know, I'm always amazed when young people come to me, especially, and they say, oh, George, you know, I haven't been to church in a while because I'm dating this person and they just don't like me going to church. That's easy. It's one of the easiest equations in the world. You leave him and come to church. You leave her and come to church. And if they're still there when you're back, they're still there. There's more where that one... (laughs) You have one Lord. Many other things. The scarcity is the Lord, not the many other things. Oh, let me tell you, if they'll do that before they marry... Get harder. No, it's, it's not difficult. Why are other people running your life? That makes sense. Ordering you to bow and scrape, insisting that you join their obsession. Oh, this is another favorite one. Christians, listen up. Stop obsessing. To join you with obsession with angels and to seek out visions. That's just a lot of hot air. They're completely out of touch with the source of life. Christ, who put us together in one piece, whose very breath and blood flows through us. He is the head and we are the body. We are growing up in God, uh, up healthy in God, only as he nourishes us. That's a big scripture, that. And and you you could get this online and re-listen to it if you want. And if you join a group, which I really think you should, you should join a group, then we put this material up on a a, a database and you can download it and re-look at the scriptures. But... Marrow is a big deal. You know, if you're really sick, they use marrow to help you because marrow has the ingredients your body needs to help it heal itself. And the Bible says we are joined together bone to bone and flesh to flesh and skin over it in Jeremiah. And one of the things you need for connection is to go deeper than superficial and go down to like bone structure level. Here's what I mean by this. Connection shouldn't just be 
easy come, easy go. Connection should be you're solid. And when you're solid, it produces results. I mean it like this. You know, sometimes loving is easy and sometimes it isn't. But bone marrow connection means I do even what's hard, not just what's easy. Sometimes following the Lord seems the easiest delight and sometimes it just seems like quite a big sacrifice. But my connection calls me to bone marrow level. I do it even when it's a sacrifice. How many of you remember that old song? Comes out of a verse in the Bible. We bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Five people here know it because it was popular in the 90s when none of you were born. We bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. That's where connection happens. You know, how, um, how, uh, how um, respectful would you be of a friend who was only a friend in fair weather? You wouldn't think much of them. It's like, yeah, yeah, you are again. In my good times, I find you. But last month when it was tough for me, where were you? Blue ticking all the way busy, ignoring, blocking. Now things are good. Now you're here. Imagine if our faith with the Lord was like that. Oh, Lord. Usually it's the other way around. We only come to him in the tough times. Lord, pay attention. And then when he carries us through, like, I'm going to catch you next month, Lord. I'm just, I'm going to catch you next month. I'm just busy here with the thing, but I got you. I got you, Lord. You know, that's our connection. Well, what it is, is it's, it's quite shallow. Let's call it carnal connection. It's flesh to flesh, but not bone to bone. The problem with that kind of connection doesn't heal you. You need enough connection with the Lord and with people to have a system-wide change in healing you from the inside out. You need that solid connection. Not a casual connection, but a solid connection. And then the last thing is a connection of mindset. Do you know, I, um, I think we all have this. We all have people we connect with on different levels. Um, if you want to connect on sports, you've got your sports types. If you want to connect on something academic, you have your friends you connect with there. If you want to connect on emotion, you know who you would connect with. With the Lord, the connection needs to be, Lord, renew my mind so that my mind is in step with yours. The Bible says that we should have the mind of Christ. So when I enter into connection with the Father, I must know that my mind is going to have to change to keep the connection. Imagine if your mind is the password and it needs to change regularly to remake the connection. If you don't change your mindset, the struggle becomes that you're limited by your mindset. Change your mind. Colossians chapter 2 reminds us not to hold uh, fast to the head in an unhealthy way. Because by holding fast to the head, the whole body is nourished and knitted together by what every joint and ligament provides, growing with the increase that is from God. That verse says, just like connected to the head, the head of course being the mind of Christ. It also means authority, the one in charge. It means the top and not the tail. It means the origin and 
not the conclusion. In my relationship with God, I keep my connection with him when I realize, well, he's the head and not the tail, and he's the top, and he's the mindset, and he's the authority. And I need to change my mind. So therefore, be transformed by the renewing of your mind comes into play. This idea that I must keep up by the renewing of my mind so I can keep my connection. I think it's important that we have a heavenly connection so that we can start to feel a connection to everything else. When your connection with God is good, your connection with you will be good. Love your neighbor as you love, but that's a spiritual function. Before you can love yourself, you've got to to be loved by God. When you love God and loved by God, you, you get an appreciation for Him making you and you have a healthy a healthy preservation and protection of your soul. That's what that love means. It's not like a creepy love. It's I love something enough to protect it and preserve it. So I love myself enough to preserve and protect what God put in me. That's what that means. But then I can love my neighbor as I love myself. So I want to protect them and preserve them and wish the best for what God put in them. You see, you see what I mean? But if you don't have the connection to the head, all these other things are impossible to maintain. And I wonder how many people I'm talking to either in the room or online, and you feel like the connections are slipping away. You know, it just feels like it's hard to make a connection. You have to start with God. And you have to mirror Him enough so that it will be obvious that you're your dad's child. So could we stand together to pray about that tonight? And um, I'm really going to invite you to, wow, there are a lot of people on Lorraine Light right now. Um, I really, I, even online, just be patient with me. If I'm, don't, don't, don't go to one of those shorts. One day I'm going to do a message titled, Fight the Algorithm. We'll talk about that. I want to take a moment just to reaffirm connection with the Father. You know, Christ came to take away the barrier or the bridge or the disconnection. And when you have connection with something, you make covenant with something. I think that's very powerful. And um, maybe you're really feeling disconnected. And I, I, want, I don't want for you to leave here and go, I mean, I'm connected to my husband or wife. I'm connected to my job. I've got all those connections. But it still doesn't feel quality and you remember what I said it feels like it should be everybody's fault and yet it is nobody's fault it is my responsibility the big difference between fault and responsibility I can blame everybody it's your fault but in the end it's my responsibility so I've got to fix my responsibility so I'd love to pray with you for a moment so would you do me the courtesy of just closing your eyes for a moment and online I mean you don't have to close your eyes please don't close your eyes stay in the chat stay in the chat But if you're feeling a disconnection from the Father and a disconnection from the Father in you, self, but from a mirror point of view, or a disconnection from your world, your spaces, the bones don't seem to be finding one another, it doesn't feel solid, I'd love to pray with you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm simply going to ask you just to raise your hand long enough for me to see it and for you to be able to acknowledge by doing that, please include me in this prayer. Be aware of me and pray for me too. Thank you. Thank you. 
thank you. Online, you can stick your hand up on the chat. You can just put, you can put a single hand or a double hand, a high five or a prayer emoji, and I'll, I'll pray with you. I just, I just need an acknowledgement. There's just so many of us here, and you know, it's attempting to rush. But moments like this, you just pause and wait on the King. Thank you for doing that. And then I, I want to add to that: if if you feel like your connections are slipping, like you, you feel it, but you don't know if they, what to do about it. Uh, then I'd like you to also raise your voice, and, uh, your hand, and uh, uh, allow me to pray for you too. Thank you. Thank you. You don't have to say anything. You just have to receive this prayer, uh, either online or, or here. But let me pray with you. If you want to repeat the prayer, you're welcome to uh, also. But let me pray for you. Father, we resist the devil's schemes. We don't accept a spiritual ecosystem that isolates or disconnects us. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for reconnection. We thank you for connection to the head who has authority, connection to the mirror which we copy, connection to the marrow, the solid kind of connection that makes us whole. Thank you, Lord that even though it might seem like things are pulling away from us or we're slipping in connection, you hold us firmly in the palm of your hand and according to Scripture, no one can pull us out. We welcome and receive connection. Connection with you, Father. Connection with the Father heart in us. Connection with our world and our space. And we thank you for the victory of that. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, would you give God a shout of praise and worship and thanksgiving?